Welcome to One Moment Wiser. I'm your host, Christy Bridges, and my guests share personal stories and wisdom to help you understand yourself better, improve your relationships, and connect with your creator. Let's get started. Welcome to One Moment Wiser. This is Christy Bridges, and today I have a special guest, Cheryl Booth from Believer's Church, which is where I go in Tulsa, Oklahoma is here to talk to us about a prayer method that is really, I believe just from experiencing it, it kind of helps people break through some barriers as far as um, things that are holding them back from connecting to God or things that are hampering their relationships. Now, the style of this prayer has caused some controversy because this is called Sozo Prayer. And in Sozo Prayer, some of the steps to this prayer have uh, made the inexperienced worry about whether it's godly. So we're here to talk to you today about how Sozo Prayer works, what that experience is like. Um, where it fits with Christianity and where it also is a smart psychological um, mental health method. So Cheryl, thank you so much for being with us today. After that awkward introduction, I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> like, where are we going? <laughs> right? How long have you been doing Sozo Prayer, I believe, Cheryl? Probably 10 years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And since I got trained. Yes. Wow. So tell us a little bit about your experience. Oh, that's a big question with Sozo personally or well, anyway, (laughs) all I can say is when my husband and I first came to Believers about 11 or 12 years ago, Mm -hmm. uh, we were just sitting in the sanctuary and an announcement came that a training was coming up for Sozo and they explained what Sozo was and you've done a beautiful job of that. It's, it's, and let me just speak to that a second, what Sozo is. It's an inner healing ministry. It was born out of Bethel church, which is Bill Johnson's church mm-hmm. in Redding, California. So pretty good people. And um, it started there, I believe in 1997, two of their healing ministers uh, by the name of Donna De Silva and Terry Teresa Leibchesser, just put together a grouping of prayer models for inner healing that they thought were most effective. And that's that's really all it is, is a grouping of different prayer models. And um, it it stayed at Bethel for one year. Then it broke outside the walls of Bethel and they started training people in 1998. And now I could give you a lot of incremental steps in between, but now it's worldwide. It's... Mm -hmm. uh, they're Sozo ministers who have been trained by Bethel all over the world. Even we now have a lady in our church from South Africa that was the coordinator of Bethel in South Africa. And um, so it's, it's really a beautiful thing. And many people have found it effective and helpful. Um, I can kind of tell you the moment we heard about the, the training, we were like, yep, we want to do that. We want to be, that's where we want to, the the basket we want to put our eggs in. And 
uh, it's been just a pleasure because basically you're guiding people to hear from the Lord. Mm -hmm. uh, previously, I was on a church staff and I part of my portfolio was to counsel all of the women. <laughs> and that, that's kind of a, huge, a huge calling. And yeah. I was uh, totally comfortable with that. But what I did was just we would come together and search the scriptures for guidelines, et cetera, that, that met their needs in their life. What mm -hmm. I have found so freeing about Sozo, I don't have to have all of your answers. That's we right. guide you to go before Father God, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and hear from them. They have your answers. And it is just like a huge privilege we get to have of sitting in the corner, basically, gently guiding the session, and you know, we get to listen in on what's going on between you and the Lord. And it's just so rich and so precious and so life-changing. It is. And I'll tell you, um, when I did my first Sozo, before I did my first Sozo, I really searched the scriptures. And I searched the Bethel side and I, I, I did all the searching that I could because it's important to me not to, you know, open myself sure. to anything that's not of God. One of the concerns I had was the conversation with God, the father, with Jesus and with the Holy spirit, because I had previously, um, only mostly spoken to God, the father, Jesus talked to God, the father, I talked to God, the father, you know, anything yeah. you ask yeah. the father in my name, Jesus says, but, Jesus is, I mean, we are the bride of Christ. We are the body of Christ. Um, the Bible refers to him as our King and Lord. As he is the wonderful counselor. Yes. Um, yes. God, the Prince of Peace. And so as I did searching in the scripture, uh, it, it began to make sense that any way that God has presented himself, his personality to us, any way that he has presented his power to us, um, there's communion. And, you know, the Holy Spirit teaches us, according to what Jesus said, the Holy Spirit would come and teach us all things. Well, I talk to all my teachers. I'm a teacher. I talk to my students. They talk to me. Um, so that made me feel more comfortable. And then, and then, Cheryl, when I went through the actual guided prayer, it was so interesting to me with my, my psychological background, uh, psychology background, it was so interesting to me to see how I shifted um, when I did talk to each of the, the Trinity, you know, to Jesus, to the Father, to the Holy Spirit, there was a different I think, part of me that responded or a different way that I responded and different things that I felt um, God was saying to me in those experiences. And it, uh, I didn't expect that. I did not expect that. But looking back, I understand why, um, you know, I, I'm going to relate to people differently, depending on their role in my life, depending on, uh, 
you know, how I envision them as far as, you know, being older than me, being, you know, level with me, that kind of thing. And so it would make sense that in prayer, I am going to respond differently to the ways that God has, has demonstrated his character. And so that was, I really appreciate that. Now, I have a question though, when you are, um, like you said, uh -huh. sitting in the corner and, and leading people through this experience, mm -hmm. Are you telling people or suggesting to people what to do? Or are you just um, letting them explore? Kind of for someone who hasn't been there, can you describe what that is like? Sure. Well, there's a lot to say. Uh, it is a guided prayer. And as I mentioned earlier, we do use set prayer models. Uh, mm -hmm developed by healing ministers all over the world over the past 30 years or so. So we're following a guide, a model, and um, we're, we're asking you a question to repeat yeah, and then instructing you on reporting what you see, sense, or, or uh, hear from the Lord in response. Now, I think to, to step back to your previous comment, mm -hmm. uh, it is new to a lot of people to, um, if you will, we all know about the Trinity, God, the mm -hmm. Father, Holy Spirit, Jesus, the Son. But just in our layman life, we haven't really divided that up a whole lot. Um, <laughs> and that's we're only human. It's a little beyond our <laughs> comprehension. Yeah. And we all went through training. That's the first hurdle. Now, wait a second. You know, yeah. I'm talking to God the Father. I'm talking to Jesus the Son. And then I'm talking to Holy Spirit. And um, all I can tell you is it's a very beautiful experience. And I'll go a step further with it. Um, let, me, let me step back for a second and tell you this. The premise of Sozo. The premise of Sozo is that life goes bump. Now, the enemy's secret is that life only goes bump for you. Mm, and okay. that is not a truth. Life goes bump for each and every one of us. Um, I call it like bumper cars. We are driving <laughs> and we bump into each other. You know, <laughs> sometimes, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> sometimes just because the silly car won't turn around. But, but life, life does have friction to it. It has tension yeah. to it. And it's true for all of us, all of us. And what happens is, is we, we take on a wound from other people. Um, the types of wounds you take on might not be the types of wounds I take on without getting too deep into this. That even can enter into your love language. If you're a person of, um, of, uh, of words, of um, encouraging words, and someone's really bashed you verbally, that's going to hurt you more than a gift giver would be hurt by that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Your area of love. So, so we all get hurt to differing degrees in different areas. But when we get hurt, we do something uh, so that we can, a defense mechanism actually, so that we can continue forth in life. We figure out how to carry that hurt. And uh, a lot of times this, this ends in, we believe, a lie. Uh, we explain it away by a lie. Well, they did that to me because I'm not good enough. 
They did that to me because I'm not cool enough. They did that to me because they love my sister more. Um, just a, a whole host of lies that we can wrap uh, these wounds with. And, you know, as I went through this training, I thought, wow, if you think about it, <laughs> we could really live our life based on lies. Like true. a whole grouping of lies. And we don't just take that one lie and just keep it with that one situation. Mm -hmm. We take that lie and overlay it on, as Christy said earlier, our relationship with the Lord, our relationship with other people and other events that come into our life. Now I'll go through that lie filter. So what we're doing in Sozo is um, asking you who the Lord would have you to forgive. enjoying this episode, check out the One Moment Wiser Daily Devotions podcast. Monday through Friday, we take a quick dip into the Bible to enrich your connection with God, others, and yourself. There's Mental Health Monday to increase your self-awareness, Trade-In Tuesday to swap out old habits for better ones, Worldwide Wednesday to take our eyes off ourselves and pray for others, Thankful Thursday because gratitude is the key to resiliency. And Framley Friday when we talk about nurturing healthy relationships with friends and family. With each devotion, you'll be one moment wiser. Uh, now, forgiveness is a whole nother issue. I always say, you know, the Lord commands us to forgive, basically, and to bless our enemies. Mm -hmm. um, now, if your personality is like mine, if someone just says to me, you just forgive them, I'm like, well, I'll let you know. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, first. Uh, but the way I like to think of it is we're not framed to carry unforgiveness. No, we're, we're not. We're simply not framed to do that. It, it causes bitterness. It causes anger. It causes hatred. It causes physical sickness, yes. not to distance from the Lord himself. Um, so that's just a first premise. And then the second premise on forgiveness itself that I like to explain is, and to me, this is worthwhile being a Christian right here with what I'm about to tell you. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> uh you know, if you're in the world and you don't have Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior and you're told to forgive, really all you can do is forgive and forget or pick up the carpet and sweep it under and stuff. Yeah. Those are kind of your options. But when you've got a living relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, you have a trustworthy partner. And when you forgive, you're basically handing that over to the Lord and delegating it to him to take care of it. It is ongoing, the dealing with that, but you don't have to be burdened with it anymore. And you can take it out of your backpack because you've passed it on in forgiveness to a trusted source, our father, yeah. Jesus, Holy Spirit to deal with it. So that's just, a, those are just beautiful pieces. I always explain at the beginning of a Sozo. Um, why we're forgiving. Number one, we're commanded to, but number two, we're just not framed to carry it otherwise. Yeah. Um, so Let's back up for just a second, because you said something that is so, if we could just get a hold of this, 
<laughs> when we, when something happens to us and we, you know, basically cover it with a lie, right? We, mm -hmm. and it's our nature to try to figure out why did this happen? Yes. Um, you know, how could they do that? Whatever. It's our nature to try to figure out, but we come to false conclusions a lot of times that are that are a lot bigger than probably what incited the incident. And but you're right. Once we accept that lie, even if we don't think it in words, yeah, I, mean, we, I think I'm not good enough, but yeah, I might start yeah. feeling I'm not good enough. I might not think people aren't trustworthy, but I might limit my ability to trust. And when yeah. we when we start um accepting a lie into our lives then we we do it doesn't just affect that situation it affects all of our relationships our encounters our opportunities um the way we are with ourselves it's going you know it's kind of like you, you mentioned like a bandage and it makes me think of those gauze bandages it's kind of like putting it over your eyes and then trying to go drive somewhere <laughs> right <laughs> you know we're gonna bump into things and, and cause ourselves accidents because we've got this, this blinder on. Mm -hmm. And during Sozo, we um, go through a forgiveness process and then we address those lies. Lord, show me a lie that I am believing about you. Um, and that right there uh, is such a powerful moment. And it it's just, I think it's probably that forgiveness and lie addressing thing are two of the, if you don't even, you know, my first Sozo, we didn't get very far because it's like an hour long and, and there are a list of questions, but, but you really let God do his work and you go at his pace. And we didn't get very far because there were lies that had to be dealt with. And there was unforgiveness that I swear I thought I had dealt with, but that, that cropped up and, and I saw where it was still holding me back. And um, well, it, it was beautiful. It was transformative. So go ahead. Yeah. We, we kind of address the lie and the wound part. And, and we do lead the person, the sozoe is what we call them. Mm -hmm. And who do I need to forgive? What do I need to forgive them for? What lie am I, did this wound cause me to believe? And as you said, that wound can be transferred to God or to that person themselves, or then we know globally to all of our relationships. So we, we renounce those lies that the Lord shows you. So we take the lie and we renounce it in the name of Jesus. Then we say, Father God or Jesus or Holy Spirit, what is your truth? I want your truth not my truth. My truth stinks. I want your truth about this. And then the Lord very sweetly speaks a truth to that person, either through pictures or words or a sensing. And then we declare that truth yeah. in the name of Jesus and, and um, really own it and put it on, make sure the person's feeling like that feels real to them. Mm -hmm. But, um, we do about a hundred sozos a year and on an average, and um, it's always gentle. It's always beautiful. It's always uplifting what the Lord has to say. Yes. And the beauty of having um, the, 
pair of, you always have a pair of people who are leading the Sozoe through the process. Mm -hmm. And as we've mentioned, they're not telling the person what to think, but they are actually sitting there writing notes down that are for the Sozoe to take with them. So it's not like you guys are keeping files on people, you know, with, with all their um, intimate details. Yeah. So you've got a pair of people who are asking, you know, one of them's taking notes, one of them's um, going through the steps. And it helps, I think, you know, at the end, when, when we go back and we review, you know, these are the things you, you felt God was saying to you. These are the things um, that you've forgiven. And um, a lot of times what I've seen is that the person who's taking notes or the other person will, will say, this reminds me of this scripture. Mm -hmm. um, this, there's a, a scripture that goes along with this. And I think it's so important not to trade a lie for a lie. Right? <laughs> and um, as a, you know, we go into this prayerfully, we go into this saying, Lord, you know, I want to hear from you. I don't want to hear from me. Right. But it, it is conceivable that a human mind can come up with its own stuff, right. On its own, but having a pair of, of other believers who know the word, and say, okay, well, this is what the word says can help us um, make sure we're aligned with what God is actually saying, um, you know, with what God has actually said. And that, that really is a, you know, Jesus didn't send disciples out alone, right? He sent them out in pairs. And I think, and then Proverbs even says, you know, where there's much counsel, there's wisdom. And so having that that trio of people, you've got the person who's going through the process and the other two really helps um, yeah. create a defense against more lies. Now, we, 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 we have Bethel, call it yeah. Bethel at Believers. All, that means we've been trained by Bethel Church and we've been <clears throat> by Bethel Church to do this ministry. Now, Having said that, we also have some of our own believers guidelines. Um, it's not absolutely required to have two people in the room uh, globally with Bethel. Okay. But at Believers, we have elected to make that our, our standard, our gold standard. We always have one person leading the guided prayers, you said, and the other person praying and taking notes and giving suggestions to the person guiding it so that uh, there's balance. Because sometimes, you know, <laughs> as you're leading one of these, your brain can go into a fog even. And it's just so nice <laughs> to someone else there to get you back on track. And mm -hmm. we always meet at least 15 minutes before the Sozoe comes. We do spiritual cleansing of the room. We pray if there's any wrong spirits, they'd be bound and cast out. And we invite the Holy Spirit into that room and, and declare only his word that day. And um, it's a it's a real important feature of Sozo, I think, to have the two. It is for us as believers. We've made that decision. We always want to. So. Well, there's also um, practical protection there. So I love that, you know, in, in this podcast, in this series, we can talk about the Christian aspect of things, right? The spiritual aspect, which is super important. Um, but there's also practical things. If you have a ministry where you're healing, you know, you're, you're leading people 
through prayer that can heal. Um, sometimes you get people who have a lot, a lot of brokenness. The church is a hospital for sick people, um, spiritually, right? You know, it bring all your weary and your and your hurting and your uh, damage and come to God. That's He's the one that heals. So if you have an, you know, a, a people who have some messed up things in their lives, then it is conceivable that just in any real world situation, if you were just one person and that sozoe, you could end up with um, drama. We'll just call it drama, <laughs> right? You could end up with legal complications, you could end up with false accusations, you could end up with all kinds of weirdness. Um, and so having a two person uh, team and that sozoe, is uh, I think probably just a very practical, healthy way to do things, you know. And so I respect I respect when we combine, you know, Lord, give us your wisdom, and and then Lord help us to see where the practical wisdom is too. That's all we have time for today. If you're enjoying this interview, please share it with your friends and join us next week as we continue. Meanwhile, join me for two-minute daily devotional videos Monday through Friday at onemomentwiser.com. That's the digit one, momentwiser.com, or on social media at One Moment Wiser. God bless you.